Welcome back to the Heights Baptist Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors here at Heights. And in this podcast, we explore issues uh, involving uh, faith, culture, and the church. At Heights, our desire is to love and lead all people to new life with Christ. And so we design these podcast episodes so that you can take your next step in your walk with Jesus. Today, we're uh, continuing in a series that we've entitled Advent. We're going through the whole concept of Advent. And I'm joined today uh, by a special guest, Pastor Jonathan McMeans, who is our pastor of Student and Connections. So Jonathan, glad that you're here with us today. Yeah, it's good to be here. All right, so uh, we're, we're, we're exploring this whole idea of Advent and what exactly does Advent mean? So when I say Advent to you, what do you think of? Uh, so honestly, uh, I, grown up Baptist my whole life, so probably like many of the people listening to this podcast, uh, Advent was something that I heard my friends from the Methodist Church talk about, okay. uh, maybe some other people, um, but having been a Christian for a lot of years and uh, even having done some things for Advent, uh, I honestly think of the coming of Christ. So. Well, that, that's good. I mean, and that's literally what the word Advent means. Advent means arrival. Nice. Um, and, and, and so when we talk about the advent, we're talking about um, the time when Christ came, came to earth, you know, and, yeah. and, I, and I, hear, I hear what you're saying. Um, on the one hand, I grew, up, I grew up in a church, I didn't grow up in a Baptist church, but I grew up in a church that was Baptist-ish. Okay. Um, and, so, nice. and so we had nice. like advent candles during December. Sure. And we, you know, so every week during advent, we lit a candle. We did, we did have that tradition in my church growing up. Right. Um, and we also had like, when I was growing up, we had an advent calendar that we did at home. Okay. Um, and so as my kids, yeah, with the chocolates, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of people, you yeah. know, maybe you might not be familiar with like the liturgical discipline of Advent, but you might be familiar with the chocolate okay. or the opening the little doors. And so like we have a set at our house where you open the door and you get the little right. pieces of the manger scene and they go in the nativity scene. That's, that's how we do with our kids. There's okay. a scripture we read every night. Um, there's a word um, that we do like a little word study on every night with the okay. kids, like one of the names of Christ. So those are some of the Got traditions it. that we do at our house. The, the whole idea is, is remembering and reflecting on that anticipation of the coming of Jesus. Okay. You know, and, and so it's just different ways you can do that. You know, for, for Old Testament believers, they were longing for the coming of the Messiah. Right. And so for New Testament believers, we're longing for the day when Jesus comes again. And so I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a good way for us to reflect during what can be a, a really busy, a really chaotic, a really stressful time uh, for us to, uh, to reflect on what it means um, to, to, to know Jesus and to follow Jesus and, and to, to look forward to uh, this time of year. So um, we've been doing these different studies on the different words. So last week, the, the word of the, the day was hope. And we okay. talked about sort of the biblical idea of what hope is versus kind of how we feel about hope, which is, you know, well, I hope it happens. I hope it turns out all right versus trusting in the truth that, that God is going to keep his promises. The, the word that we're going to be talking about this week is peace. And of course, you know, so the first scripture that I thought of was, was out of Isaiah 9. Um, when, when you have, when Isaiah makes the prophecy about, you know, the coming of the Christ many hundreds of years in the future when he says, for us, a child is born to us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And so that word peace is a, is a, is a, a word that we use a lot during the holiday season. It's in a lot of the Christmas carols we sing. Right. Um, it's in um, some of the scriptures that we read, you know, the, uh, 
the, uh, the, the angels say to the shepherds, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Right. But I think it's probably a good idea for us to kind of take a minute and unpack what exactly is this biblical concept of peace. Where do we, where do we get started? So I, I kind of, when I'm thinking of biblical peace, uh, my mind kind of goes in two places. Um, the first is the opposite of anxiety. Oh, that's good. Um, and I think in, in this culture, uh, especially in this season, uh, if you're anything like me, you're going to spend way more money than you have to spend. Um, you've got a, a family that has a certain expectation that you feel like you need to meet uh, because that's the way that we're conditioned. Um, you might feel uh, a little bit of anxiety with possible family members coming over or feeling like you have to, to have your house keeping up with the Joneses next door. Um, my neighbors all put their lights up already. Um, I live a little bit more turbulent life and <laughs> I don't really wanna put lights up. Um, and so there can be a little bit of anxiety that I think a lot of people run into in this season. And so when I think of the word peace, um, my mind first of all goes to Philippians chapter four, um, I believe it's verse seven, uh, verse seven where, um, Christ, uh, where the apostle Paul is talking and he says to cast your cares upon God. And, and then he, he goes on to say that you will be given a peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace passes all understanding. And when I think about that, I, I think, okay, if I put my cares, my anxieties, my worries of a season into... Um, into an understanding that, that God takes care of me, uh, even in a crazy season, I think that there can be peace there. And I also, I don't think that it's necessarily talking about um, our struggles around Christmas right there. Um, I think it's talking about much more deeply rooted things, which takes me to the, to the other thought. And that is that peace from a theological perspective is a putting right that what that which was wrong right it's it's something that uh is not the absence of conflict but it's the overcoming or the the reconciling of conflict and so you have this this concept of, of a peace that is not uh, i think a lot of times we think of it as like a doormat like somebody that uh, blessed are the peacemakers we think well a peacemaker somebody that doesn't pick fights, somebody that doesn't do that. But or as who a, just lets the other person have their way all the time. Right. But in reality, uh, authentic biblical peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the overcoming of that conflict. Um, and so um, I, I think when I, when I think of peace, I think of those two things, the opposite of, of anxiety and also um, the overcoming of conflict, namely uh, the sin nature that we have in our lives. Uh, it's the reason for Advent. It's the reason for Christmas um, is that that overcoming of our of our sin through King Jesus. So you're thinking kind of like in Colossians 1, where he talks about how Jesus Christ has overcome or, or has, has, has reconciled us to God or re reconciled all things to God right. uh, by the blood of his cross. Yes, absolutely. So, G so Jesus Christ is the one who reconciles. He is our peace. Paul says that over and over again in the scriptures, that right. Jesus is our peace. Um, I was thinking about this whole idea, and I was thinking about um, 
sort of just sort of the biblical words that are used that, that we translate peace. And of course, um, in the in the New Testament, it's a Greek word that's a reine, and that's okay. kind of what we've been focused on here as we've been looking at what Paul says about peace. In the Old Testament, uh, that word is shalom. Okay. Um, and the thing about, about shalom is peace is... Um, th- th- there's more to it than just, like, like you said, the absence of conflict. Shalom I- I- is a state that is completeness or wholeness. In other words, it's, it's anything where, where, a, where, where something is in its proper state and in its proper order. There, there right. aren't any pieces missing. Right. There are uh, uh, some of the, the word pictures that you get in scripture is there's no gaps in the wall. Um, all the sheep are accounted for. Those are all things, you know, when your flock is in shalom, when your house is in shalom, it doesn't mean that there's not a fight going on there. It means like everything's like taken care of. Right. And so, and so then I think about our, I think about this very chaotic time, you know, and you, and you talked about like a lot of, a lot of anxiety, you know, that it's a very busy time. It, it, it's a, it can be a very tense time, especially with family stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a very, it's a very busy time. It's a very expensive time. You know, Absolutely. we're uh, there, we're going to be tempted to, or we're going to feel that pressure to spend money we don't have, you know, to, we want our kids to be happy. We want our kids to have the stuff that, that they want. We want them to, to have the thing, you know, and so it can be tough um, to try and kind of hold all of that in balance, right. you know? And so I think as, as believers, it, it, it's an, it's a, it's an excellent time to practice that art of shalom peace, that art of, you know, living a life that's, that's in balance, that's in completeness, but it can be one of the hardest times. Yeah. So, so as we're looking at, you know, the time that we're living in, in the month of December, you know, and, and also like the time that we're living in, you know, in, in, at the end of 2021, where we've been, you know, a lot of ups and downs with like the COVID stuff and, you know, a whole lot of facets of our life have kind of been turned upside down because of, uh, because, because of COVID and variants and all that kind of stuff. Like, what are some ways that, that we can be like a more peaceful people in, in that biblical idea of peace that, that moves beyond just conflict, but more towards some of those other things that we've been talking about? So my mind instantly goes to Matthew chapter six, where you have the master shepherd himself, Christ, uh, talking Sermon on the Mount, and he gives uh, a, a bunch of reasons why his followers shouldn't worry. And um, I, I think that there is a lot. It's uh, Matthew 6, 22 to 34. Um, he, he talks about not feeling the need to worry about what's coming. Um, the first example he gives is because he takes care of flowers and he takes care of the birds and he's like so don't you think that I'm going to take care of you and I I think that 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 concept um, you know to to stress about things is is really kind of a pagan concept even Um, and it's it's what can I do to benefit me how can I get myself where I need to be it's a very American concept actually yeah Um, and and to have peace and going back to uh, Philippians 4, the reason it surpasses understanding is because it doesn't always make sense to the culture that we're a part of. Um, to, to have authentic and genuine peace is to literally cast your cares, your worries, your anxieties, your what happens tomorrow, or are we going to make it? Where is my next whatever coming from? And I think to have authentic and genuine peace, according to a, a biblical perspective, 
is to get to the place where we say, you know what? Tomorrow can take care of itself. God's got me under control. God's, God's got me. He's, he's, he's not given me the, the, the need or the, the, um, the reason that I need to stress. He's already overcome the obstacles. Uh, he's already been there. Um, and he's already overcome anything that I can face. That's fantastic. You know, I was, I'm thinking about that scripture that we started with when we talk about, you know, Jesus being the Prince of Peace. Absolutely. What does that mean? You know, uh, of, you know, of his government, there will be no end. Right. You know, Jesus Christ became king of the universe or was declared king of the universe at the cross. Yeah. You know, and so that means that we worship him. And so the question we ask ourselves is, am I living like Jesus is my king? Yeah. You know, and, and part of living like Jesus is king is that recognition that God's got this. Right. You know, and so we don't necessarily need to spend the time stressing about making sure that I've got the stuff that I want, or I've got the stuff that my kids want, or I need to spend this money, or I need to do this to my house, or I need to make sure that I, I get all these scheduled things crammed in, you know, because if Jesus is king, you know, then we just need to live in a way that's going to, that's going to be following him. And that's going and, and to take a lot of that, that burden off of us. And are we putting our faith and our hope and our trust in the king that we say that we worship? Right. And I think kind of on top of that, our, our world is we're trying to create a, even a false peace at times. Uh, you don't have to be a believer in this season to desire peace. It's something that uh, you can watch any political figure, any anything, and what do you want to accomplish? And they're going to say world peace, you know? Right. They, they, want, they want peace. Or a beauty to, pageant. Or a beauty pageant also, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but I think that there are some, some really silly substitutes, and they're not all bad things. Um, but the world says that you can find peace through acupuncture, through a day at the spa, through a, a nice glass of whiskey, through breathing exercises. I have a, a watch that yells at me and says, hey, you need to breathe, right? And it tells me when I need to breathe. That's crazy, I never do it. That and doesn't sound very peaceful to me. No, it's, it's so stressful. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Apple. Uh, I've, got, I've got people in my life that are all about uh, essential oils. Uh -huh. And to find peace, you just, you really gotta rub that, that lavender essence or whatever. Um, I know people that just thrive it with uh, noise-canceling headphones, right? They're in a, in a crowded place or they're, they're feeling a little uh, anxiety from whatever's going on around them. And so they put on their headphones and click a button and the world around them is just silent or, or a peaceful piano playlist or whatever it is that they, that they find. Um, you know, and there's a, there's a bunch of other ones. I love my hammock. I love reading in my hammock. Um, I love listening to thunderstorm sounds and stuff like that, or beach sounds even. Um, and, and so the world has said all of these things are ways to accomplish peace. Um, and I, I think there is a little bit of, of God's grace in a lot of these things to, to allow us to have uh, some sort of a, a peace, but that's, that's substitute peace. That's right. not, that is not the source of peace. It's, it's temporary and it's fleeting. And when we're talking about a, a peace that's a lasting peace, um, it has to come from that relationship with King Jesus. It has to come from that, that true, genuine uh, relationship with the, with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So it's kind of like, um, like last week, we talked about having hope 
that isn't dependent on our circumstances. Right. We don't want a peace that's dependent on our circumstances. And again, and all of those things that you listed, like those aren't necessarily bad things. Like right. noise canceling headphones are awesome. Right. You know, and, and right. I know, and my, you know, my wife's got four kids at home and I know when she gets in the car by herself, like the radio goes off. Right. Cause she just, she just needs some quiet, yeah. you know? And, and there's, you know, and every couple of, not often enough, but you know, every, every couple of weeks I come home and I'm like, okay, I'm cooking for the kids. You go somewhere by yourself. And that, and she goes someplace where she can just get some quiet because she yeah. needs that. She needs a recharge on that. So, so none of those things that you listed are bad things. They're all positive things. You know, it's okay to enjoy a good book. It's okay to have noise canceling headphones. It's okay to be in your hammock, but right. that can't be your ultimate source of peace. Right. That those things are not going to address, you know, the anxiety that you're facing in your life. Ultimately, the, 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 the peace that passes all understanding only comes from the Prince of Peace and can only be found in the Prince of Peace when right. we put our trust in the Prince of Peace. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about the, um, the time that we spend with family members. Yeah. You know, and, and this is, cause that's another, that's the one that, that, oh, that in, in years past, you know, I've, I've felt some anxiety about, right. you know, some of the conversations or some of the interactions, uh, that might happen when I, when I'm, when I'm around certain people, you know, cause there might be, there might be political disagreements. There might be religious disagreements, you know, that, that, and then, sure. and, and usually, you know, everybody, you know, is, is on their best behavior and we get along pretty good, but then sometimes there's some stuff that's, that's tricky or somebody says something and somebody's feelings get hurt or, you know, you're walking around on eggshells for one reason or another. You know? yeah. And I was just, I was just thinking about, you know, that whole idea of blessed are the peacemakers, you know, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that you're a doormat. Right. That doesn't mean that you, um, that, you know, that, that you just, you know, take, you know, take, take abuse from, from, from somebody that doesn't, what it means is that you follow the example of Jesus. It means that we follow our King. You know, I I heard somebody say this week that I I thought it was just fantastic. They said, our job is not to get Jesus elected president. Our job is to tell the world that Jesus is King, you know, and to live likewise. And And that was just really encouraging to me to be reminded of the fact that we worship, you know, the King of Kings. Right. You know, and so, and so there's going to be times and places in our life where that's going to be popular with people that we're around. And then there's going to be other groups of people where, you know, it's going to be harder, you know, or it's not going to be not as popular, but, but, but the way we live when we follow King Jesus doesn't have to do, um, with, 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 with our popularity or how, you know, we're being perceived in the room at the moment. No, what's important is that we're faithful to follow him. Right. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a really good point. I think a lot of um, a lot of our understanding about the way that um, that the world exists when we're studying theology, um, what I believe about God doesn't change who God is. Right? God is not God is not different based on my belief. God is who God is. You know. And so I think a, a lot of times that is uh, really interesting in our culture that's, that's dabbling in postmodernism. And we could talk another 30 minutes on that. That's I'm another sure. podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> so next time, next time I get on, maybe we'll, t- we'll dive into postmodernism or something. But when, when we're looking at, uh, when we're looking about uh, at the, the king of the universe, I love what you said about not getting Christ uh, elected but informing that he's already the king of the universe. You know, the Bible says that he's ruling and reigning right now. And uh, I love that. I, I absolutely love that perspective. 
All right, so we're about halfway, th- we're almost halfway through the month of December. Okay. Um, we've got a, a couple weeks, two, three weeks left in the month of December. We're, we're heading towards Christmas. Um, difficult time, tense time, um, hard time for a lot of families. Uh, final thoughts, what are some, some advice that you have to uh, individuals or uh, parents or families that are walking through this season? How can we have peace? How can we have that peace? Final thought. Yeah. Um, I think coming to the, to the realization that, uh, I don't, I don't have to be a reflection of the culture. Um, maybe my family's expectation, uh, needs to be dampened. Um, it's okay to make it through in a difficult year with a difficult economy. Um, I know that in my life, finances can be a a source of, of stress. Um, and man, I just, I keep coming back, uh, to that passage in Philippians that he will give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's quoted often by itself, but that's not, that's not the full piece. It's, it's when we cast our cares upon God. So my, my challenge to the people listening to that, our, our friends at Heights or anybody else that's listening would be in a season where stress reigns supreme in a season where we don't know what Christmas is going to look like. Uh, We're nervous about a new variant. We're nervous about what tomorrow holds. Uh, Man, read through the book of Philippians. Uh, Philippians chapter four, I'm actually teaching that to students right now. Philippians chapter four, uh, cast your cares upon the Lord. He will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. That's a good word. And I, and I think that's probably a good place to end it. I okay. uh, want to say thank you uh, for joining us for this conversation today. And I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being a part uh, of our podcast this week. Next week, we're going to be looking at another one of these Advent words. Uh, and the word is going to be love. Um, and uh, we'll have another special guest for that podcast. Uh, we would love to see you in person here at Heights Baptist Church. We have worship services every Sunday at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Uh, you can meet with us on, on our campus uh, in person, and we also have a live stream. We live stream to Facebook, YouTube. We invite you to go ahead and uh, subscribe, uh, follow us uh, on social media where you can find out everything that's happening. We've got a special plan, a couple special events coming up. We've got the big uh, Christmas uh, music program coming up uh, this weekend, uh, Sunday night at five o'clock, and then make plans to join us for a very special Christmas Eve service again at 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Uh, until next time, we'll see you.